Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Salatcast for this season with myself, Glenn Price, and I'm joined as usual this week by Ollie Warner. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Apart from the result, obviously, but... Um... No, not the result we were all hoping for after last week. I suppose you're right there, aren't they? We, we had a very positive introduction to the last few podcasts, but yeah, it's... Um, so, I don't know, it's a bit of a weird one to take this this result this week, isn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was... Um... It was. I think it was worth saying this, and I'm sure we'll say it later on as well. But in the context of the season, um, you know, it's a blip. I'd say this and Barry are two two of our worst performances. Mm. But yeah, I think maybe you never know. You know, to, we always like to sometimes give bigger club analogies. And you know, Man United sometimes we'd go, you know, way to Southampton and get thrashed, and then they go on and win the win the league. So hopefully, it can be a bit of a reality check, and we can take the positives from this long term. Yeah, well, to the rest of the season, anyhow. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's um, I don't know. You know, we can talk about the game in a, in a bit when we get onto the main bit of it. But I was walking away from the stadium, and I think by the time I got to Pullhurst Way, I felt a little bit like I was over that result. And it's quite a strange thing to feel. Normally, you know. I'm one of those sort of people where results that you know you've lost to sort of stick with you a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. I've been able to able to deal with this a bit better, and I think it's because, like you mentioned there, it's context, isn't it? You've got to put this in context of the season, the other results, and everything else we've talked about. So yeah, it was it was an interesting game. There were lots of things for us to talk about in terms of you know Shrewsbury Town and and what we've been saying all season, and and things where there are our issues maybe that we need to keep looking at going forward and hoping they don't re- reappear. But yeah, interesting game, interesting game all round. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll just get straight on with it, Ollie. Fourth officials is held at the board. Three minutes have added on time to be played. Plan take this free kick. They work it short. Row, row hits it. And Okay, so um, attendance was 7,000. I'll start with that, Glenn. It was quite poor, wasn't it? Considering they basically brought, I don't know, at least 1,200. Yeah. It was quite a poor performance um, in terms of town fans. Shame. Yeah, it just feels like almost, I don't know whether that's a, it's a big topic, but whether it's a saturation point or whether it's just lack of money or, or what. But yeah, it's, um, we struggle to get over our, our current attendance, don't we? Yeah, I was having a debate on, online with a few people about why we didn't see, well, we saw 6,014 Shrewsbury Town fans there yesterday, which is, you know, where it's been for a few weeks to be perfectly honest with you, I think. But um, why are we not starting to get, you know, 7,000 town fans there, you know, to back a team that's doing fantastic on, on the back of a brilliant result last week? And people were trying to tell me it's because of the rugby. And I was I wasn't having any of that. I mean, if you if you were that, that was, might that might be a hundred or so, but it's not exactly have a massive impact. Uh, I completely agree. Um, it's not like we're in Northampton or um, in the north. No, exactly. <laughs> big, big rugby heartland or Wales. Yeah, exactly. There you go. My, my, a lot of my family are Welsh, and you know that's their big thing, isn't it? When when the Six Nations starts, England versus Wales, and they always they always try yeah. and bait me onto it. But I'm so ambivalent to rugby. It didn't. I just I can't even stand the sport really. I mean, it's a good sport, but I just I don't find any passion in it like I do with football and other things. So um, yeah, there we go. We've all got our different sports we enjoy. But yeah, so rugby, I don't quite agree with that. It was a bit cold and wet, I suppose. And but it was that wasn't that cold though. I was no, it wasn't. Actually. I, um, yeah, it was quite mild, but. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, it was quite poor. Frustrating for the yeah, club as well. I would imagine yeah. more, more, more for them than us, really, because I think that yeah. you know, and and for the players as well, they don't deserve that. They deserve bloody full stadiums at the moment, really. But yeah. um, well, whether we'll get there or not by the end of the season, we shall wait and see, I suppose. Yeah. So final score two one. Um, we scored in the first half. They scored in the, in both halves. Mm-hmm. Um, ended two one. Um, a well deserved victory for Plymouth Argyle, and that means that they've only lost one in twelve now. Uh, and I think on Brightlin, you could definitely correct me. I think that's like only our second defeat at home in the league this season it is yeah yeah I, I believe that's right yeah I was. yeah because we only lost to Bradford haven't we 
Did we lose Bradford? Yes, we did with the Toto home goal. Yeah, you're right. So two defeats at home all season is a pretty phenomenal record. Um, Amazing. So yeah, let's go into that. So the team, uh, McGillivray stayed in goal, obviously, because Henderson is suspended. Bolton, Nasala, Sadler and Lowe came in for his first start. So that's mm. interesting. Um, Godfrey, um, Thomas started on the right, which was odd. Um, and then Nolan Agogo, Rodman and Morris started, stayed up front. Yeah, it was an interesting team selection. I mean, we can come to, to Lowe's performance, but for me... I don't know. I haven't been at Bristol Rovers and, and seen the way that Beck was played there. He was he was probably having some some of his best form of the season, even though he's out of position. And um, I personally, you know, I'm, I'm no football manager, but I personally would have re- retained Beckles in that position. And I find it quite interesting because in the week, the um, opposition manager was sort of whether it's mind games or not, was talking about you know I know there are weaknesses in Shrewsbury Town, don't they? Didn't he? he said there were sort of points and and you know made it. He sort of discussed that there was a player in players in the back line who were playing out of position, and maybe comments like that had maybe. Forced Hurst into changing Lowe for, for Beckles? You can't know, can you? You might have just thought Lowe was a better option going forward in an attacking sense. But, uh, you know, I certainly think we missed Beckles' physicality in that game. Once it started, it was fairly clear that it was going to be a battle and that he would have been better suited to it, I thought. Yeah, so disagree. No, really? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I so disagree. He, he, um, like, so I'm interested to ask then, so in what positions did he struggle physically? Yeah, really? Don't think he won too much. I think he. Did, I, I think he got Taylor was on Sadler all the time, so I didn't really think he had any headers to win. No, whenever he did Apart have to make change. Throw-ins. Yeah, I, well, obviously not going to agree on this, but I just think that you know, for for all the for all the attacking purpose that we would have wanted Low in there for, that he went forward three times in the first half, and probably in the second half even less. You know, it wasn't like we actually needed him for that attacking purpose, or, or he wasn't really doing it. And when he did get go forward a couple of times, I thought he got quite a position. Well, he didn't have a terrible performance. It's just for me, I would always stick with a player that is in form and. Um, you know, we, we can disagree on the merits and not of different players and, and in different positions, but there's absolutely no reason to drop Beckles the way he was playing last week and in previous weeks. And I think it's um, he's certainly not struggling for fitness. It's nothing to do with that. It's a tactical thing, and and personally, I think it might have, might have backfired on Saturday a little bit. Mm, well, I don't. Not convinced, Ollie. Didn't, didn't have anything to do with the goals. And the only time I'd say he struggled physically was when they were taking throw-ins, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which you would expect um, a, a full-back to struggle against a six-foot centre-half. Mm. Um, so that's the only time I think he struggled defensively. Other than that, the full, their wingers were quite small and nippy, um, so I don't think he didn't lose any headers against them. Every, every single ball went to Sadler, who obviously had quite an awful game. Mm. Um, and I'll, I totally agree with you, he did get caught out of position a couple of times. He did, yeah. So, uh, but that was him trying to help in midfield, I think. And in terms of, yeah, he did go forward in the first half, but we didn't go forward in the second half because we were utterly dire. Completely. Uh, and lost it in the centre. So, I, But I would ask, just to say, finish off, um, I do, I, I see your merits of your yeah. argument, very much so, that Beckles was very good at um, Bristol Rovers, but they were playing long ball football and they where it helped. I'd say certain games like Rovers away, he got absolutely annihilated. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I think that you've also it's got... It's an interesting a, debate. Yeah, and also, you talk about you know missing players in certain attacking positions and Beckles not giving you as much as low down the left in an attacking position. But I'll tell you what, Beckles gives us a downside more when we have set pieces. And it was pretty noticeable, the, the few corners we had and, and a couple of set pieces that actually I thought you know their defence did really well and we have to give Plymouth a lot of credit all over, really. But you know again, that's a position where we might have missed Beckles where in a game like that where we're sort of scrabbling around for an equaliser late on again it might have been a better situation for us you know it swings around right isn't it Paul Hurst is is, is going to make the decisions I think you, you're fair to say that he wasn't at fault for the goals and that's fine but um I, I you know I, I think that's um you know we could have a similar argument Wally couldn't you you know he wasn't awful at, at um 
he wasn't awful at uh, Bristol Rovers, and suddenly he's been rotated out for, for Thomas. And um, yeah, I don't know. We haven't even got into the game yet, Ollie, and we've had a big argument. And I think we should talk about Thomas more when we get talking about the game because I thought he had yep. an interesting game as well. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so um, um, Hurst did talk about Low. Okay. Um, so he just mentioned that you know he wasn't involved, and you know his his performance didn't cost us. No, um, no. So I think it's just worth closing uh, that topic with a, uh, yeah. a quote from her. I would agree that Be- not playing Beckles didn't, you know, lose us the game. I think that's fair enough. So yeah, let's leave that. So um, first, I think it's fair to say that um, Plymouth started the brighter. Um, <laughs> they were better on the ball and just yeah, seemed to play with some purpose, and you could see that they were a good side. And much improved than the side that, um, yeah, basically parked the bus uh, when we went to Plymouth. Mm. Um, but it didn't take long, did it, for us to have a counter attack? Um, and it was a it was a nice goal, I'd have to say. Um, so what happened? So we turned counter attack. Nolan ran forward over the halfway line. Probably the only positive thing he did all day. Um, Rodman <laughs> um, pa- gets the ball, passes to overlapping low. Low finds Nolan, who kind of fumbles it, finds a way to Morris, and um, in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, against the run of play but um, everyone was pretty happy by then yeah it was definitely against the run of play and, and I, I saw um, uh, Lewis Cox from the short star saying oh we got a good first 20 minutes I, I honestly don't think we had a good any minutes in the game really no. everything we had that was good was on the counter and yeah we've been a good counter attacking team but you know a lot of time we when we were doing our best counter attack and we we're holding on to the ball we're playing it around nicely we're sucking them in and then we're hitting them we were truly playing counter attack against the Plymouth team who were absolutely dominating the game from pretty much the start I thought and yeah we had some decent ish attacks and we come on to some of them the rest of them in a minute in, in the first stop but they were definitely all counters and, and there were no real sustained periods of us having pressure on the ball maybe a no. little bit right at the start of the second half just for a little bit um, but as, again as soon as they got on top of the second half again we didn't really have it so to me I thought yeah a good start by Plymouth they were a very neat team and, and a good goal to be fair and, and, and as I say you know Max Lowe did well in the build up into that goal as well you have to give him credit for that and um Morris credit a good sort of poacher's goal really wasn't it he's needed one of them for a few weeks hasn't he yeah it was good to see him yeah kind of yeah it was a good finish for him and yeah, he obviously he missed that chance didn't he at Rovers so it's yeah. nice for him to kind of get that I guess um in terms of your comment about counter-attack, yeah, we were, that was our kind of only threat, not only <laughs> yeah. because we couldn't keep the ball, could we? So, but let, we'll come on to the kind of the general stuff a bit later. Worth saying that um, after their goal, Taylor started to cause us trouble, didn't he? Is G- Taylor the ginger one? Yeah, Ryan Taylor, was, the ginger he striker. He was really good. Yeah, so he, just a bit about Taylor, actually, because he, he kind of dominated the game. He was, the, I think he was a most influential player on the park. Yeah, he was my So he started his career probably actually... Um, when Hurst was around because he started at Rotherham United Uh, played a hundred and so games for them then went to Burn for a couple of games Exeter then Bristol City played 40 games for them then Portsmouth 50 games 5 games for them 40 games at Oxford and now 30 for Plymouth Argyle and he's got 7 in 31 for them um, so good. He's not huge, is he? He's like well, he's not like huge. Like, you know, in terms of Bolton, he wasn't that much off his height, um, but very imposing. Very imposing. And um, I thought he was lucky a couple of times. He definitely had his arms up, you know, around about yeah. Shadler's thing. But one thing I would say: so the, the, the main battle of the game really was Taylor and Sadler, wasn't it? You know, and mm-hmm. he was incredibly physical. And he and parked himself on Sadler. He did. And to be fair to Sadler, as much as everyone was like saying, "Well, why are we not getting free kicks?" He's sort of holding on to Sadler and looks like he's sort of putting elbows into Sadler. To be fair to Sadler, he was grabbing him all the time. Yeah, it was 50-50 and the it, ref did leave, leave him to kind of get on with it, didn't he? I'm glad you said that because a lot of town fans around me were really infuriated by it. And, and I was thinking, hey, they're, they're both, you know, giving each other a physical game here. And I don't I don't mind that, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd rather, you know, Sadler be giving him as much as he was getting. But in general, he really had Sadler he on lost. a lot of times, didn't he? Yeah. He, lo- he lost. <laughs> if it yeah. was a boxing match, 
Um, he definitely would have won on points. He would have won um, on points. Say. Yes, he didn't knock Certainly. him out. <laughs> no, well, he wasn't far off it. But, um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so then um, and then um, Sadler holds off. Uh, so Taylor holds off Sadler again, mm. and our mate Sad um, Sarsevic, who's lost about four stone, um, comes running in. And I'll ask you, Glyn, was it? Do you think it was a penalty? No, I've not even watched the replay back on this because I'm okay. so convinced that it didn't look a penalty at the day. He just well, tripped, over his, tripped over his feet, didn't he? he? Well, he didn't even trip over his feet, he dived. Yeah, so yeah. basically Sadler's feet are parked on the floor, so firmly on the ground before he gets to near Sadler and he just dives. Yeah, what a dick. Uh, and um, basically um, Hurst mentions this in his post-match and he said, he said he hasn't watched it back but he was pretty convinced it was a dive as you were. Because mm. just, just saw the, you know, just watching so many hundreds of football games you can just tell, can't you, if it's, yeah, a, fact, it's yeah, a, yeah. a dive or not not um and it just didn't feel like it was a penalty um the, the highlights have, have kind of proved that and her said you know that should be looked at mm. you know you should get a representative banned for that i'm not sure if actually is that actually is is that rule actually live in the in football league i know obviously it's in the premier league because you hear about it yeah i'm not sure to be honest with you i mean yeah. I, I was so convinced it wasn't a penalty because i was looking at the ref i thought oh he's gonna book him for diving here <laughs> and then suddenly he was pointing at the spot i was like what the hell but then uh, he takes a penalty, and what what does McGillivray do? Great save, really good yeah, save. Good it wasn't save. a particularly bad penalty. Um, funnily no. enough, my mate uh, who sits next to me, who you know as well, uh, I'll name check him, Jerry. Um, all for sort of the first bit into the game and before the game was telling me about Carey. You know, one of the best set piece takers in the league, Carey, and you know he's been doing brilliantly. I mean, he's he's a he's a good player. He kept saying to me, anyway, first set piece he had was a penalty, and he missed it. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's not that good at them, is he? To be fair, turned out he was quite good at them because the rest of them were really good. But um, yeah, was it was first set piece, the free kick he did, and that went quite close. Yes. Yeah, he was, he was decent. He, he's been scoring a lot of free kicks this season, but um, penalty was not. And not only that, he also got the ball out of play, didn't he? Because you know, yes. he can make a save, and like um, you know, obviously Sanchez last week um, um, scored um, after a rebound from a penalty, so he mm-hmm. did well to kind of move the ball out of the danger zone as well. So yeah, good. and it was feeling a little bit then like despite us being under pressure a lot, and, and Plymouth had a lot of the ball up to the up to the penalty, and obviously we'd scored on the break. It, it felt a little bit like oh things might go our way here. Do you know what I mean? And, and you were starting to, to believe a little bit that you know we might get get away with this, and thinking oh we can't keep playing this bad, or we'll find our form a little bit. And then the results from the other sort of places came through, and we were sort of top for a second. And you know it, it seemed even though we were getting beat, it seemed it was still very positive. At that. Sorry, we were we were we were getting beat on the pitch. We were still ahead, like but it seemed very positive. Then, but I think that was sort of that penalty save was sort of the, the start of the end, really, wasn't it? Because after that, yeah. it was just all bad. Yeah, it was pretty awful, <laughs> apart from a couple of chances later on. But yeah, yeah. so yeah, we had one more current attack um, low, um, and Rodman kind of forced them, and Rodman forced a save from the keeper, but he was pretty, he was never going to score from there. No. Um, and then, um, oh, this was poor. Actually, that's, we normally keep Purse's comments to the end. Um, but did you, did you hear what... I, I never actually listened to the radio when I left. I don't know if you listened to it. No, I didn't. Back. Probably did sulking you, on Hurst, it. Hurst said the first goal conceded was a joke. Yeah, I, I read that today. He was not happy, was he? No, and it was pathetic defending. Absolutely. You know, Sadler and Totes, we've been praising them all season. And we were praising them, especially after the last two away victories. Um and I don't know whether it was Toto got involved because Sadler has just been um, just been beaten up all game. But he comes in and Taylor beats Sads and Toto, mm. which is pretty pathetic. They were just rattled, weren't they, by by the yeah. by the pressure he was putting on them, and and not not just Taylor. We're only talking about Taylor really at this point in time. But the midfield really got up and, and oh, joined joined in, riot, and, weren't they? and it was just too much to mark. Too many people buzzing all around. Sarsovic would drop into a hole. You know, we, we they they really like even Taylor would drop really deep and then suddenly be right on Sadler, and it was really hard for us to keep on top of. It. and also they pressed us really well as well and so just that contribution of sort of 
you know, it was a bad goal to concede. You wouldn't expect us to do that. But to be honest with you, we had so much other stuff to defend. At some point, they were going to make a mistake, weren't they? And, yeah. and it happened to be at, at that point in time. And yeah, they got the goal back. And um, to be honest with you, it was well deserved. And, and it's a nice goal, though, wasn't yeah, it? To be fair yeah. to them, a little flick over Bolton, who um, was totally isolated. Um, so a little flick over. I think it was actually Carey flicked over his head. Um, finds finds um, Ness, and then he just nice, cool finish. Keeper yeah. had no chance. No, no, can't blame um, McGivlery with that, can you? To be fair, no, not at all. So really poor defending so that's going to be a bit awkward um, when they have the team meeting in the video analysis well at least they'll have something to look at this week normally they probably just skip over defending over the last few weeks there's nothing to talk about so um, so that was that and then Bolton had a really poor left footed shot but yeah, it was a bit weak, well, wasn't didn't it? really have any options did he so we went in at half time pretty poor um, one all but we thought you never know I was hoping so what were you thinking at half time Glenn um, what was your kind of what uh, was your, where was your mind at at this point my, my mind was just to kind of said a minute ago I didn't think we'd play that bad again I thought that Hurst would do something I genuinely thought Hurst would make some substitutions um, you know I was from our discussion before I was thinking right let's get Beckles on and shore it up a little bit at the back as a start so we don't lose this game because a point at that point seemed quite good with both Blackburn and Wigan losing if he was looking there but he probably wasn't even looking at the other results at that point so as a fan you kind of have a different viewpoint don't you because you can kind of see around the country but you know a point would look like a good point then and I, I was more inclined to think let's just you know they're a good team let's let's at least not lose this game um, but as it turned out I, he didn't make any substitutions you know we'd been comprehensively beaten up in that first half despite being 1-1 um, but, we be, but we weren't being beaten at defence were we? Where, no where, where, the defence had nothing to do with... I agree. And there's there's a discussion for what, what he could have changed up front, whether he could have yeah. changed the formation, because it did seem a little bit like the formation really didn't suit us what they played, did it? It was very difficult Well, they copied us. Yeah, <laughs> they were exactly. playing our formation. Um, but we'll come to analysis at the end, I think, because uh, we can cover it all together. But at half-time, I was just hoping that we'd have a bit of purse magic. I thought that Hurst and Doig would get into the players. I'm not saying have a go at them, but you know would have made some slight tactical changes. They did make one change. Um, they basically pushed, um, copied them a little bit, um, pushed a go-go book, and, and Godfrey was sitting too deep. Um, mm. So I thought that that's what I kind of saw from the first half. He was very ineffective. So I was, you know, hoping that he would then push into the midfield area. And I was, but basically, I was just hoping for a bit of Hurst magic. Mm. Um, but didn't unfortunately, it didn't happen, did it? Plymouth <laughs> no. just carried on dominating the game. Um, and then, I don't know, um, let's just go on to analysis. Let's go whip <laughs> through kind of the rest of the first half. So essentially, half, um, yeah. yeah, essentially there was basically a corner. Morris misses it, but so does the Plymouth player. Sads fails to clear it. Scrappy goal back in the net, 2-1. Yep. Um, and then Town created quite a few chances. So on the highlights, if you only watch the extended highlights, you'll actually get quite a distorted view of the game. Because <laughs> yeah, was... actually there's more chances on of ours on there. Mm. Which is odd. Um, so basically, Thomas headed from a Nolan cross. That should have been a goal. That was the big chance, wasn't it, to get level? Yeah. Then Gogo fires wide from inside the box, as usual. Uh, and then John Lewis had a had a kind of a bit of a soft shot. But <laughs> just to kind of put some context onto it, um, their XG was double R, so like two point something, and ours was one something. They had fifteen shots to our six, and they had ten corners to our four. Yeah. Um, so and also they dominated possession. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So let's kind of go into the analysis. I'd say. So I guess kind of ask the question, Glenn. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think actually, let's actually let's go on to Plymouth first. Plymouth were good, weren't they? Yes, <laughs> we don't have any disagreement there. Uh, I think best team I've seen at the Meadow this season play against us. I think. Uh, over a 90 minute performance consistently better than Wigan and Blackburn um, obviously Wigan and Blackburn were decent teams and have, have gone on to prove they're good but I think in terms of playing us on a, on a one-off 90 minute basis and how little they let us play I think they're the best I've seen this season at the Meadow I don't know about you I'd agree with that Yeah, um, yeah. I think they're the best team we've seen at home mm. I think Blackburn away um, they were the best team we've seen um, much, much yeah. better than Wigan on both games 
But at home, definitely, I definitely agree with that. Plymouth were the best side. Um, and those who went there, they played 4 1 4 1. Basically, they dominated the centre of the park. Um, and I would say that they were a bit more attacking because they had like two attacking midfielders, didn't they? So mm. Sarsovic, and I can't remember the guy, the other guy's name, who played central midfield. Um, and basically, they just, they just dominated the park. And it's funny because everything just went through the middle. So I was asking, um, I was asking Shrewsy fans, like, why have you lost? And Mark Lynch on um, on Twitter said that we basically lost it in the centre. Yeah. Um, would you agree I with that? Agree. I think I would. I think we, for the first time this season, you know, we got battered up by um, Blackburn, but that was pure quality. They, they had quality in the positions they needed it. They battered us by playing football, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. But that was the first time, it, you know, and Ply- Plymouth did play football, we give them the credit, but yeah, that did. was the first time they out Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. they they did everything that we've been doing this season that has, has lent, lent, lent us doing well this season. They they were really good at the press. Their passing was really good. I thought they, they very, very rarely gave the ball away. They seemed to be able to find space when, when you know, we couldn't. You know, when we sort of start, started to get the ball, they they just were comfortable and and looked like quality. And they were just you know, team in form, weren't they? And just yeah, did everything right. Confident, very confident. And you know, you look at players like Carey and Sarsovic, who particularly stood out for me. And um, in terms of the sort of midfield work, li- literally just had that little bit of class. And and, and Sarsovic was nothing for us. He must be like ten times the player that he was when he was with us. It's a very strange thing, isn't it? And um, I know he said in the press that he had no confidence when he was with us. Um, but yeah, he certainly got it at the moment, and he he was good to be honest with you. Um, Let's just put it down to blaming Mickey Mellon again. <laughs> well, no one, no one like Mickey Mellon. So if you blame him, Mickey Mellon, we we'll, would we'll all agree with him. But yeah, I, I, you know, you can't speak more highly of them really as a, as a unit and um, and the way they're going at this this moment in time. And you know, would you like to play them in a playoff game at some point down the line, Ollie? Um, not how we're playing at the moment, no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. So no. that's why we need the automatics just to avoid Plymouth. But yeah, you know, what, what else can you say really? Uh, everything that we've been saying on this podcast all season about how well shoes we've been playing, you can just you know write that under the line for Plymouth. But that doesn't take away the other option of it, Ollie, which was our level of performance and yep. you know as much as they were good and they stopped us playing and they really did their homework and, and their manager deserves a, lot, deserves a lot of credit for the way they set up they really really nullified like going back to your original point they really nullified Godfrey um, Abu and, and particularly Nolan you know he had very very little to do in the game didn't he and, but I would and say just... let's list them out Sadler awful Toto <laughs> awful Agogo awful Godfrey awful Thomas awful Nolan awful Rodman awful so yeah, you can't really blame the other players <laughs> if they all those poor. players play so badly. We just yeah, set two central defenders were poor. Um, the whole midfield was poor. Um, the wingers didn't really offer anything. Um, I saw some criticism of Morris, which I thought was just outlandish. Harsh. How can Very you criticise a striker up on his own when the midfielders can't even pass the ball to each other? Or get within 40 yards of him. Yeah, it was <laughs> awful. He did well with everything that we gave him. He brought the ball down. Yeah, well, he tried. did. Yeah, and he right. scored. And he scored, yeah. So, but but maybe just one question of kind of maybe defence for a go go. Do you think the the knock had an impact on him? Maybe he took a real blow, didn't he, in the first half? He jumped up and sort of landed very heavy. I thought he'd done his shoulder or something when he went down. You know, they were looking at that, but I think more more than anything, just think he was winded, um, and and, yeah. and maybe just took the to, to, took the sort of wind out of him. I don't know. He did a lot of chasing around still. You can't criticise particularly Godfrey and Agogo's work rate still, I don't think. But, you know, they just didn't get on the ball they enough. They were creating the wrong spaces though, weren't they? Yeah, they were but just... they chasing shadows. Yeah. yeah, Godfrey was so deep. There was a massive hole. And so many times it just, like, it's considering we were playing three central midfielders, it felt like we were playing one. It was really <laughs> odd. It was just, And I think just to kind of, without 
you know, we're being harsh because it was a very poor performance. Yeah. Um, but it was just so unlike us this season. Yeah. Um, Genuinely, the first time we've only been able to, this is probably the first time we've been able to criticise the midfield three, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, what? how many games in are we now? Berry was so, pretty poor. Everyone was poor at Berry. Uh, yeah, not as bad. Particularly the central midfield was poor yeah. in, in this week. It's a shame. It's a shame, and, and you know, I think they'll, they'll have a metal between their, their teeth to go in for uh, Fleetwood. I think on uh, Tuesday because they've got a lot to make up for those three. But you know, yeah. I, we can't be too hard on them. And I think one of the things that we were saying is that you know, did you see at the end of the game there was some town fan balling out um, Toto and Toto and Sadler had to be pulled away from him at the end of the game or something ridiculous like that. And I was just thinking there was a you know there wasn't a collective loss of heads from town fans was there at that performance? It was bad, and you know there was no booing. Uh, it was just a sort of like oh, well we'll have to just take that one on the chin. But there are some idiots around, aren't they? There some massive idiot. <laughs> There's idiots in the Premier League. What's the point of Brit- coming if, you, if on a season like this, if you're going to start shouting at players just because you lost one game? Well, yeah, exactly. And there was, and there was a few, like, the thought that Premier fans are pretty good, but with every fans these days, I don't know what it is. There seems to be a bunch of idiots that all they seem to want to do is stand and face the opposition and just um, give V signs and swear each other. They're normally young kids. <laughs> I just don't, don't get it. Why do you travel all the way to Shrewsbury to watch a football match, but then just to basically just look for some 14-year-old in the Shrewsbury end? It's, I just find it very it's odd. It's part of the culture, isn't it? It's not a culture I've ever been a part of and, and no. never want to be a part of, but it, it is something that goes on at all clubs, Ollie. You can't say it doesn't. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I just don't get it. Like yeah. West Ham were pretty poor for it as well, weren't they? Mm. So... Um, Dave, this is hard. Who was the three less worst players? <laughs> so top three. Are we calling yeah. it op- opposition top three? Uh, well, for me, I think that in general, I think I'm going to give it McGivillery. Um, he got man of the match as supporters. He did. Uh, because there was no one else no one else to choose from in their defence. No, pretty reasonably blameless for the goals. Maybe could have been a bit more on, on the one you know, crossing. Maybe could have come and claimed it, but that was... Pretty, pretty harsh maybe I saved a pen um, the kicking was pretty solid all in all you couldn't really argue with how he played in general I think we've agreed haven't we in terms of what we're going for this week cause yeah we it's the same as each jack. other I went for Bolton second because he didn't do anything brilliant but he didn't do anything didn't awful do anything wrong either <laughs> yeah. and he was certainly the more solid of all three defenders playing in the game um, and yeah I gave Morris third place because even though he was massively isolated most of the game uh, he did score and I thought that he was was you know, very shrewd when he had the ball. He didn't give it away that much. He just didn't have it very much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty. <laughs> Fortunately, pretty hard. And that's funny because you know, we're giving players who are, you know in the top three, and they probably would maybe give McGivery a seven and Bolton mm. a six, Morris a six, and everyone else maybe lower five, and everyone else fours. And yeah, five. It was just poor. But anyway, it was so, poor. It was it was it was a, it was a tough game, but um, tough yeah, game to swallow. There's no more to say than that, really, Ollie. No, but let, let's but let's just put a bit of context on it. So let's look at the league table. So yep. so Wigan have got twenty nine games and, and sixty three points. Shrewsbury thirty games, sixty one points. Blackburn thirty one, sixty points. Scunthorpe fifty four points. So there is that 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 the top three is being clawed back a little bit by Scunthorpe. Yep. yep. Uh, and just for context, so Peter uh, Bradford, who's obviously got a new manager now, is sixth with forty nine points, and. Um, Plymouth have got 44 points. So Portsmouth, Peterborough and Plymouth and Charlton are all going to be fighting to try and get in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So just Did Scunthorpe win at the weekend then? I thought they, uh, they lost to Rotherham. I don't know. Actually, I'll just check. Um, they, Scunthorpe, they lost to Rotherham. Yeah, they yeah, did. So. But Rotherham are a good run as well, aren't they? Yeah. But the reason I wanted to mention the league table is because we're still second. Yeah, yeah if exactly. You, if you looked at the forums or online, you'd think we'd be, you know, where Barry are or something. God, um, no. 
So, yeah, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Modern yeah. fans, how we lose our minds over like one result without thinking out the context. See, that's why I think I let it go quite quickly because to me it felt like um, we dodged a bullet. You know, when you when you look, you come away from a game where you think, oh, we've lost at home, or it's disastrous. Oh, hold on, we're going to lose two 0 Oh, Blackburn exactly. couldn't beat Oldham at home. Oh, Scunthorpe were fourth, didn't win. Oh well, it wasn't actually that bad. We lost one point on all the three teams around us. Well, big big deal. Do you know what I mean? It was a massive opportunity for us when we saw the other teams were two 0 down. But that's as a fan, the, the team wouldn't have known that, and I doubt Hurst would have known that. So that played on the minds of the fans more than it did the team, I think, and and, yeah. and gave a little bit of a context difference to the fans, I think. But overall, we dodged a bullet massively. Yeah, definitely. And I think also it's worth just jumping into Gogo's quote. So he said, "It's a tough one to take. They deserved the win. I thought they were better and sharper all over the pitch." Um, it's not many times a season we've come off the pitch and said that other teams are better than us. Yeah. So, you know, it's, we've got a bunch of players and a management team that are good, not going to, you know, I don't feel like we're going to disintegrate or it's actually really funny. Um, I don't know if Lewis Cox really meant to say this, um, but he said that we imploded. <laughs> and her said, that's a bit strong. He got a smackdown off Hursty, did he? Yeah, so we didn't it would implode as, as an exaggeration. I think I can get what Lewis was getting. You know, we were winning and we lost because yep. we gave away a lead. Um, so what did Hurst say? He said, we were disappointed, beaten by the better team, Plymouth did well, we were second best. And then um, he said, we couldn't play football, so we went more direct. He's quite scathing of the players. He said they didn't adapt. So we went to big man and two strikers up front, but we didn't change the way we played. Mm. Um, and we didn't win our second balls or our headers. So Can't disagree with any of that, really. Yeah, second to everything, really. Pretty poor result, but, you know, still a great season. And, um, yeah, look forward to another two-game week. The funniest thing about the whole thing was we played way better when we went four four two, which yeah, you know, we considering did. we always say we've got no plan B, we actually put, we, that was I thinking about we this last quite a few now, chances, we, didn't we? Yeah, we did pen them back a little bit actually. That's a bit harsh for me to say we didn't have any of the, of the main play. They were still really deadly when they went forward in that period. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting when we went four four two, and you know, who knows if we'd have started we with have, that? Who knows? We what could have happen. easily. You know, I know even though not, we played poorly, Plymouth were much better, but we could have got a draw. No, we still create chances. Even when we play poorly, mm. we still create chances. So that's, that's 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 a positive. And I only lost by one goal again. Another exactly. hugely tight game. So yeah, some positives. Not not from the performance. Not many positives. But overall, when you look at everything, yeah. it is something to be positive about. But um, there we go. We 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 lost, and we move on to the next one. So yep. um, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap that up really, Ollie, for a quick podcast, and we'll go straight into predictions and, and looking at the next game. Well, that's bounced kindly here, and Sadler's gone through, and Sadler saved by Hart. Denies his old club. First moment of real danger for West Ham. So, predictions. Uh, yeah, a bit foolish looking back. Ollie, we both went for town to beat Plymouth comfortably. I went for 3-0, you went for 2-0. So, there we go. Maybe we should pay more attention to the form of the opposition teams <laughs> that are coming to Shrewsbury. So, no points for us and you still lead by, I think it's uh, three or four, three or two or three points, isn't it? So, we'll update that next time someone gets a point. Um, but, yeah, we've got to do the predictions for the next home game, which is Rotherham on Saturday, who are also in good form. So, maybe that'll make us think about what we're going to predict. But, in between, we've got Fleetwood. And I suppose that the first question I wanted to ask you, Ollie, if we just look ahead to the Fleetwood game, is... Dean Henderson, is there any reason why you would not bring Dean Henderson back? It's a tough one, isn't it? It mm. is a tough one because McGlivery's done really well. Um, yes. But I believe in having a number one goalkeeper and I'd put him back in. So I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. There's, there's a few fans I've seen thinking it's going to be harsh on McGivillery and I think that he's going to certainly feel like it's harsh. But um, It is harsh, just, but I'd still do it. 
I think considering how, how rocky the defence looked on Saturday, it might help give him a bit more confidence to have Dino back in goal with all his record of clean sheets and that run we went on. So, yeah, I, I certainly think I'd like to see Dino back at Fleetwood. Um, one of the things we also didn't talk about in, in the sort of review of last game is, is Nathan Thomas. And, and, you know, that's the first time you've sort of seen him at home. We both saw him at, you know, at Bristol Rovers, but a lot of people would have seen him for the first time at home on Saturday. Um, and he was all right at Bristol Rovers, wasn't he? He wasn't terrible. Um, certainly wasn't man of the match contender, like some people were saying. Um but I, I was a bit disappointed with him on Saturday. And, um, yeah, he's an interesting player, isn't he? He likes to run with the ball, beat a player, but he does not like to pass, does he, Ollie? Yeah, I think in the Bristol Rovers game, he was very quick to cross the ball. Yeah. Um, I think, in his defence, um, when he was dribbling this time, I think he he was just about to get to position to um, to cross, and they did a really good job of closing him down. Mm. Um, but his, he wasn't very effective. But, um, yeah, no. he wasn't particularly effective. Which, which makes me ask, so at Fleetwood, are there, are there any changes you would make to the team? Um... Yeah, you'd be tempted to swap quite a few things around, wouldn't you? Uh, mm. I wouldn't actually. <laughs> I'm going to dodge a bullet. I, I, I'm really, I'm really undecided actually what I'll do here. Because uh, mm. you could go, you could, go you, you could revert to the, the you know, the, the classic Salop eleven of the last month or so. Yep. You yep. know, Beckles, um, Rodman, Worley. Um, yep. You know, keep this. But then you could also, you know, you could keep low. You could put Hendry at right back. You could put Beckles instead of Sadler. Maybe that should have been the substitution you should have made in the game. Yeah. Yep. Um, sh- he could put Morris in there for Nolan. Um, you could change it up. You play four four two. It's like you know you could you could almost rip everything up, couldn't you, and start again? But does he? I yeah. don't think Hurst is going to do that. So it'd be really fascinating to see what he does do. Does he put a rocket up the midfield's arse and play? Yeah. Um, play well, he's going to do that anyway. I wouldn't yeah. like to be. Um, yeah, can you imagine Doigi on um, first day of training <laughs> um, back on Monday morning? Um, yeah. yeah, be uh, very interesting. I mean, it's one loss, and you shouldn't throw the baby out of exactly. the bathwater. And I very, very doubt that Paul Hurst is going to change from what we've been doing and what's been getting us results, particularly away from home, where that sort of tactic does work, work quite well with Morris and, and the counter attacking. So yeah, I can, can see it being, being fairly similar. He might get the change with one of the wingers. Um, who knows? But there we go. So Fleet was the first game up, and that's a, an easier game this week, I suggest. They're not in particularly good form. But yeah, the next game after that is Rotherham at home, who are in good form. So yeah. What are you going to go for for that prediction? I'm going to go for two one win. Oh. I'm going to go because I think that, I think overall this week I think we'll beat Fleetwood. I'm quite quietly confident about that one. And I have think you we'll got uh, up... have you got like a, a misses or something in Fleetwood? Because you're going yeah. again, aren't you? Yeah, I am going again. I'm taking my dad this time, so yeah, oh, okay. uh, be rumbled otherwise. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my dad's coming with me again, but. Um, yeah, I think we'll beat Fleetwood, and I'd like to see us beat Fleetwood. I haven't been there twice last year and seen us lose both games. Um, but I think Rotherham's going to be a tough game. I think, considering everything, I think I'm going to go for a one-one draw. I think, I think four points this week would probably be a decent return after a bit of a kick in the teeth um, on Saturday. So, four points, I'd be pretty happy with that this week, Ollie. Yeah, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we react to the. Um... To, to to Saturday, mm. um, unfortunately, I can't make it. I've got to be in London, which is a bit of a shame, because um, I'd like to, oddly, I'd like to go to Fleetwood because I haven't been there before. Um, yeah, but yeah, as it may, I can't. You're not missing anything, are you? No, I've been listening to um, BBC Shropshire from London, uh, cheering the town on. Last time, actually, actually, last time I was in London and we had a Tuesday night game, it was Doncaster. Oh, there so, you go. Who, fingers crossed, it can happen again. I was there as well. I was there from all. I've, I've missed not missed many games this season. Jesus. Um, there we go. <laughs> but that's it's because it's been so good. Maybe if we just tail off now, I'll probably stop missing away games. <laughs> I haven't missed a league game all season, so yeah, it's the first one I'm going to miss in 2018. I think we'll take a fair few to fleet with them. Should be good. Yeah, I think we will. So, um, yeah. So, um, so that's yeah. That. So fingers <laughs> crossed, we can get a good result, and hopefully, we'll be yeah. Uh, hopefully, episode 27, we'll be back to talking about victories again. Yeah, I'm not too down. And town fans, if you're listening to this, you shouldn't be too down. It's it's a, it's a, another step on the road, you know. Another another week of games down where we still second and 
look at the positives, I suppose. If we've come back next week and we've lost another two games, then we might go into panic mode. But uh, <laughs> fingers crossed that isn't the case. And uh, yeah, have a good week, everyone. And we shall see you in Fleetwood. See you at Rotherham game at home and uh, catch you all next week. Cheers, guys. Oh!